Sometimes I think it's helpful to know a little bit about the geography of ancient Palestine in order to appreciate some of the references that we hear in the Gospel. Those of us who have had an opportunity to visit the Holy Land, perhaps on our own or maybe as part of a tour, can relate to various places and towns where Jesus' public ministry unfolded when there's a reference to one of those places or events in the Gospel text. Perhaps we recall walking by the Sea of Galilee, or maybe visiting the town of Capernaum, or being on the Mount of Beatitudes. Quite a few years ago, I was part of a tour group, and we went to the Mount of Beatitudes, and I had the opportunity, the privilege, to preside at Eucharist in the garden up at the top of the Mount of Beatitudes. So whenever I hear that text from Matthew chapter 5, it brings back uh, those memories, and, and you feel a kind of affinity to that place that you might not otherwise have. In today's Gospel, we hear about these two regions of Zebulon and Naphtali. And these territories are in the northern part of Palestine, where some of the tribes of Israel lived, some of the 12 tribes of Israel. In the year 721, the Assyrians invaded that northern area and essentially destroyed the kingdom of those tribes and put them under subjection and oppressed them a great deal. In 587, almost 200 years after that, the Babylonians did the same thing in the southern kingdom. And one of the things that they did was essentially sent the uh, citizens into exile, what was known as the Babylonian exile. So Matthew's reference today to these events gives a kind of drama to Jesus' teaching, reminding the listeners of their history that was one of exile and oppression. And Jesus proclaims this dramatic message with that background, saying that the kingdom of God will not be overpowered by human events. The kingdom of God will come as a light. The kingdom of God will be a liberation. The kingdom of God, as Isaiah proclaimed, will dispel the darkness, will remove the rod of the oppressor, will lift the burden from the shoulders of God's people, and they will rejoice as at harvest time. These claims made by Jesus are bold in light of their history and in light of their expectation to be free and to be faithful before God. Nazareth was not known as sort of the hotbed of the prophetic tradition. And here comes the son of Nazareth to proclaim this amazing message, not to incite revolt, but to transform the hearts of all of those who would yearn to be faithful again 
to God. With such a vision as a Messiah, what prompted Jesus to call these first disciples to join his mission and to restore such hope to a people? One might think that if he wanted to make such dramatic changes in the life of the people of his time, he wanted to change their thinking and their behavior and their burden of history, that he might have brought in some lobbyists, perhaps a committee of PR and marketers to help lay out a strategy. But he takes up with four fishermen, without so much as a position paper on his plans for the future. And these four will be followed, we know, by a few others, eight, to make it 12. And then there's a few more. And then we hear about there are 72 disciples. And then a few more follow them, and some others after that. And the first thing you know, here we are in the midst of that gathering, that call to be disciples. And we continue to discover, to explore, to figure out what he was up to and what we ought to do about it. Perhaps in the line from the scripture today, we have a clue. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. How exactly is the kingdom of heaven at hand? Is he telling us that the kingdom thinking that we have to adapt, adopt, in order to shape our response and permeate our heart is already in front of us? Is it inside of us? Is it so available to us that it's at hand, that it's right there? We can touch it, we can breathe it, we can do it. Is that why he chose followers from among the community where he lived and where they lived? That he chose those who were at hand, right there, where there was as much need as any place else in the north or in the south? We know there is still that darkness in our time. It has many forms and it can be very pervasive. And so we too search for that light that would dispel the darkness. We could change the names of Naphtali and Zebulon and we could insert all kinds of names from across our world in the present time where we would hope that oppression and inhumanity and injustice would be lifted, that a light would shine in those places and on those people. And so that healing of the nations and that healing of hearts remains our task. The need for tolerance and hospitality in the surroundings where we live, where we work, where we encounter others each day. We then are called to be that light, to be that vessel, to be that vehicle of hope. 
The imagery of catching fish is perhaps a little bit appropriate, but like all analogies, there it limps a little bit. To catch fish, what little I know about fishing, seems to me that you, you kind of lay in wait for the unsuspecting, and I'm pretty sure the unwilling. But, but Jesus catches by invitation, by example, and by a remarkable capacity to love what he does and to love those that he meets. It's not an agenda so much as it is an identity. It's not a methodology as much as it is a way of life. But before we fish like he did, we watch how he did it. Before we proclaim this good news, we are first to be filled with it. Before we extend a word or a hand in healing, we come to know deep inside us that we can do this, that he trusts us with this remarkable mission. There are times, maybe when we argue with his call, or maybe we argue with ourselves about our ability. Paul says to the Corinthians that sometimes they forget who it is that they are called to, by, and for. But they are all, he says, called in Christ, by Christ, and for Christ. So when we have those times of vacillation, perhaps doubt, today, today with this gospel, we say yes again. The good news is that it is Christ who provides the nets and the boat. And the people to catch and to love are at hand.